0: Hello, Red Shirts, and welcome to another episode of Follow Me and Die. I'm your host, Larry Hamilton, and today I discuss a few things about the Wendy's role-playing game that's been the focus of many conversations since Thursday night. But first, I have some call-ins from Jason regarding my last two episodes.
1: Hey, Larry, Jason here. Good episode on the Bullet Journals. Um, I have a little notebook, a... Uh, a moleskin top flip notebook that I carry around with me, and I use that to just jot notes as I go every day. And then I don't always do it, but you know the idea is at the end of the day, you go through what you've jotted, and and what I do is I jot notes from the front of the book, and in the back of the book, uh, in the back, starting at the back page and going forward, I'll I'll, I'll um, summarize that day's thoughts or or think new things to do, you know the to do list. So I'm jotting all my notes in the front as I go, and then I summarize and, and recap them in the back, you know, in each day for, a you know, to-do list for the next day. So that's kind of how I use my, my daily journaling or notepad or task tracking or, or whatever you want to call it. Of course, that doesn't help at all when you've way over-tasked yourself. Like, I, I, I mean, you know, the days I work, I spend 15, 16 hours away from home and then I yeah I'm saying I want to do Scary Movie Month, which is watch a horror movie every day this month, and then I'm in, you know, three to five games a week, and I, I've just got so much going on. I I've actually way overtasked myself, so I, I'm actually gonna have to cut back on some things. Um, not your game on the the Wednesdays or Thursdays. Your games on Thursday. On the on the the days I'm off, I'll definitely play your game. I'm not saying that, but. I definitely need to back off on some things, because I'm not going to do the novel writing next month, I don't think, because that'd be way too much of a time sink. But anyhow, I really appreciate, really appreciated the um episode. It, it was great thoughts, and um, I hope it helps some folks. So take it easy, Larry.
0: Thanks, Jason. I'm glad you liked my episode on the bullet journaling. There's uh, more I have to say about the bullet journal topic, in addition to talking about Game Masters, Bullet Journals, I have some reflections on time and your comments about overtasking yourself. That's definitely something I have a problem with myself, and there's only so many hours in the day, and you've got to sleep and work and eat and do chores and all the other stuff. So, a topic for another time.
1: Thanks for calling in. Hey, Larry. Jason here. Great overview of the different campaign tracking softwares. Um, right now, life has gotten busy for me, so I really haven't had a chance to mess with any of that or, or even update you know, the one for your campaign. But I do appreciate you giving the overview and the pros and cons, and and you did a good summation of them. So very useful podcast. Thank you very much. <laughs>
0: And Jason, thanks again. I'm glad you appreciated my episode about the campaign websites for tracking information on campaigns. I'll have links to both episodes in the show notes. That was Jason of the Nerds RPG Variety Cast. Check it out. After a brief word, we'll be on to our remaining episode so this wendy's rpg feast of legends has kind of made a big splash and lots of people are commenting on it and um randy and mike of the dicer screaming touched on this on their latest episode friday and i'll link to that in the show notes and uh i appreciate their perspective on it and they give a very balanced uh Review, in my opinion, and uh, it's well worth a listen. Uh, And some are complaining that Critical Role has sold out. And that's ridiculous because Critical Role is a business and corporate sponsors of whatever size is part of their business model. And if you want a big corporate sponsorship, do something that a big corporate sponsor finds worth the money. And you, too, can get a big corporate sponsorship. Uh, I think a lot of people that are doing the complaining about stuff like that are jealous or maybe there's some other reasons, but it doesn't, you know, uh, critical role is going to go where the money is. Um, So I I can't blame them for doing that. That's just their business model. Um, Now, on to what it is. It's a 97-page PDF. It's nicely formatted. It is a complete role-playing game that has a player section, a Game Master section. There's a mini-campaign in there that leaves it open to the possibility that the Game Master can continue expanding the world. There's a bestiary of the creatures introduced. There's magic items lists of items, uh, so on and so forth. So in the player section, you of course have character generation, gear, classes, which they call orders, and then a one-page quick start guide, followed by a blank character sheet, and then five pre-generated characters. But there's no names on those, so the characters can be named by the players. Character generation is explained quickly at the beginning, and the Quick Start Guide is well laid out with an example of character generation, which is great. A single page, clear, simple. Gameplay is also a single page. However, I agree with Randy and Mike. Those that are brand new to role-playing games may be a bit lost because there's not a lot of detail. But for those that are experienced with role-playing games, It is uh, an excellent summary. They also mentioned that if you don't have the dice to create your character, that they've got a digital dice roller online for those without dice. So they thought of making this accessible to as many people as possible. Character generation is rolling 4d4. So they're using four-sided dice instead of six-sided dice for the five stats. Strength, Intelligence, Charm, Arcana, and Grace. And then hit points is also 4d4. Then they have what they call Defense, which is basically Armor Class. And that is determined by the order one chooses. And then each order has different bonuses and skills. And for each order, it lists five levels. It doesn't that I saw skimming through this. I didn't see where it indicated how one determines when you advance a level. I don't know if that's built into the adventure or how that works. It also discusses buffs and debuffs. Buffs you get for eating from Wendy's food and debuffs from eating frozen food and other things that are foods Wendy's doesn't have. It also has an advantage and disadvantage mechanic. And basically, it's a fairly straightforward RPG that is definitely modeled after the trail blazed by Dungeons & Dragons, but is not exactly the same. But a lot of it works the same way. A 1 is a fail, and a 20 is a resounding success. and um the maps on it are well done it's very cute the place names there's a lot of parody um it's pretty obvious that they're slamming mcdonald's for its frozen patties and they have a gesture in there that is uh analogous to good old ronald and uh it's quite quite the little thing um So it's fun. And there's no mention within the PDF of who wrote it. I finally found a link on Google. There's an article on InWorld that mentions the designers. And it indicates it was created by a PR agency, VL... Excuse me. The PR agency is V-M-L-Y-N-R... And it was designed by Matt Keck, and it has a Twitter link to him, Tony Martin, and others. And I followed that link to Matt Keck, and I guess they're at uh, the New York Comic Con, where you could actually get hardback copies of the book. And I guess they've got Wendy's Dice from a picture I saw just before I started recording this over on Facebook. Um, So uh, the way people love Dice, Wendy's could make a killing on that. Um, and then if you look on page 94, it does mention who did the art. Illustrations by Alex Lopez and maps by Colin Fogel. I don't recognize those names. Um, I didn't look into them further, but it does credit the artists, which that's great. Uh, the initial skimming I did of this, I posted over on reddit about this and everybody on reddit after reading my initial post i had to clarify so they'd stop telling me the answers to questions i didn't ask it was merely an observation and i will keep that in mind to make that clear next time i post an observation on reddit and what i posted was wendy's new rpg slash campaign does not have the ogl Only a copyright notice for Wendy's parent LLC. And I just thought that was interesting. That was my comment. And so then I had to add a comment or an edit to clarify. And basically, I originally had the impression that this was a joint Wendy's Watsy effort, the way some people were describing it a few days ago, before anyone had even seen it. And... At first glance, kind of the layout and so forth, the look and feel of it is very much like D&D 5e. And the mechanics are somewhat similar to 5e. And I had to put a parenthetical note. Yes, I know mechanics can't be copyrighted or trademarked. Only the exact expression or description of the mechanics can be copyrighted. And I pointed out that I've watched all of Matt Finch's YouTube playlist video on the OGL and linked to that. And I've read the series of blog articles about the copyrightability of stat blocks by Frylock. And I linked to that series of articles. And uh, just that many seem to think that any RPG or clone they make needs the OGL. Well, you only need the OGL if it's within whatever parameters watsy says, but some of the way watsy says, I'm not sure that you need the OGL. You definitely need it if you want to put something out on DMs Guild. That's a different animal. Um, but uh, that's, I'm not a lawyer, so don't take my word for it. Consult your own lawyer, but just some, Things I've wondered about there. So if you make an RPG that doesn't look like anybody else's RPG, you're good. And uh, somebody on the uh, Anchorite discussion that was going on yesterday about this said, Oh, so now we can use hit points because the Wendy's RPG uses hit points. Uh, So... Anyway, just my observation. So this is an interesting little framework of rules. It's something I could see others hacking and making their own thing out of it. What's funny is, since you can't copyright mechanics, McDonald's could turn around and do their own thing. And McDonald's, if you want somebody to write you a RPG to fight back against Wendy's efforts, I'm available, Um, and I think while RPGs are in the forefront that we are going to see more efforts like this, that the intent of advertising is to get lots of buzz, which is more buzz than you're going to get for your... 30 seconds on an ad on television or YouTube or whatever that annoys the crap out of people because you play it so much. This gives variety because you get all the different thoughts and opinions on this matter. And from a marketing standpoint, this is genius. I'm sure other people are going to say, how can I get a piece of that? And unfortunately, we're probably going to see some crappy rpg type stuff come out um people seem to like the old spice one that was out i didn't really look at it i think i downloaded it so i'd have it but we're going to see all kinds of stuff big companies are maybe going to go in with somebody that doesn't do a good job and it's going to be really bad i i ex- i'll expect that just like com- some commercials are a dud some, this they there could be duds there could be others that knock it out of the park like Wendy's did. Um, so I just expect more of this to happen while D and D specifically and role playing games overall are in this riding the top of the wave. While things are good, people are going to try to milk it for all it's worth. So the crest of this wave isn't going to break for a while I would say we're going to see a pretty decent performance for one or two years, at least I would think maybe beyond that barring a really bad downturn in the economy that forces people to focus on other things. I don't think we're going to see a downturn anytime soon. Um, uh, I'll be curious to see if I'm proved right. And for those that are worried what this has to say about role-playing games, it's parody. It's funny. Uh, Read the place names. Look at what they've done here. It's very creative, very playful. And uh, the layout was well done as well. So there's some lessons for marketers and lessons for RPG designers uh, in this. Um, So yeah, that's what I think about that. I'd be interested to hear what other people have to say about this. As I mentioned, you want to go listen to Mike and Randy at the Dicer Screaming on their episode on this. Uh, There may be other podcasts about this, and there's plenty of blogs and i see lots of youtube videos about this so you can find lots of different opinions on this but just remember the most important opinion is your own opinion don't take my word for it i've got links to where you can find it check it out and there may be something about the mechanics that you want to take oh i took a bunch of screenshots to remind myself to read these they've got the spicy stables have some special mounts a rhino, a zebra, a very large platypus. That just cracks me up. Ostrich, giraffe, camel, and a unicorn. And the very large platypus attack is a thump for a D12. That's hilarious. And then they've got magical items. Dave's never frozen spatula. And they have a column next to these uh, in this grid of magic items. Can I throw it for Dave's never frozen spatula? Nope. Nope. The Founder's Fork, you can throw 60 feet. The Ancestral Spoon of Biggie Vale, can I throw it? Nope. All the other things has a dash, so I guess that means no. But I thought that was hilarious. Can I throw it? Nope. Then they have a Fortune Teller that the players can run into, and they have Fortune Rolls against the Strength, the Arcana, and the Charm, and different effects. So that was pretty interesting. And the maps are interesting with fun names on the maps. Uh, You could easily repurpose these maps for your own purposes. And the quick start guide, Um, simple to the point. As long as you don't have tons of stats and other fiddly bits for character generation, one page laid out smooth and clean like this, that's perfect. More RPGs should be doing stuff like that. So those are the highlights I wanted to point out that stood out and I found hilarious. So that's it for today. And of course, just as I'm about ready to press publish, I realize one point i wanted to make about this there is a table of contents for the player section and another one for the game master section and the one thing they got wrong is there are no hyperlinks for those indexes so if you have a table of contents or an index in your pdf you got to have hyperlinks i can forgive wendy's for that but it's still frustrating Uh, there's lots of pdfs that do that Uh, several of my PDFs that are less than 20 pages, I've got hyperlinks in there to different sections. Some of my PDFs, I haven't done that because they're not that long. So, uh, if you're going to have something with as many pages as this thing is, and all the different sections, you really ought to, if you're going to go to the trouble to make a PDF and it looks that nice, put some hyperlinks in it. Now I'm done. To get more of my thoughts and opinions in the realm of RPGs and games, check out my other sites. You can find Follow Me and Die at my blog, followmeanddie.com. My podcast is here on Anchor, and is syndicated in many other places. If you listen to the podcast on iTunes, please leave a review. I also have a YouTube channel devoted to various RPG topics, like my series Roll20 for the Absolute Beginner. You can find me on various sites where you see my social media avatar by the amazing Satine Phoenix. Check out the social page on my blog to locate me across the various social media. I also contribute to multiverse.world by the new TSR. If you like the podcast and the other things I share online, there are a few ways that you can support my efforts. First, tell me and tell others. Just getting the word out is very important. Consider backing my Patreon. Patrons get a vote on what PDF I publish next on DriveThruRPG. I have over one dozen and counting RPG related PDFs on DriveThruRPG. You can also support me by using my link to Amazon. When you make an Amazon purchase, a small portion of that goes to me without increasing the cost to you. I'm also working on a card game that I plan to kickstart in 2020. You can find the sign-up for the announcement mailing list on my blog. I also have a Teespring store where you can get a shirt with my logo by Satine Phoenix. I hope you all are having an awesome day. Thank you for listening and game on.